You are listening to The Depression Session at 99.1 FM Downtown Radio. Each week, we'll have a new guest tell the story of their depression. I'm your host, Laura Milkins, and thank you for joining us on The Depression Session. Just a note for my listeners, I want to make sure you understand that this is a show about depression, and some of the content can be triggering, so please take care of yourself if something on the show brings up difficult feelings, and seek professional help if you need it. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to The Depression Session on Downtown Radio. Today, we have with us in the studio, Lauren. Lauren is an intuitive who also has mental health issues. We'll be right back with Lauren, but first, let's talk about crazy. So, my grandfather used to say... One of his favorite quotes was, the whole world's gone crazy, but me and thee, and I have my doubts about thee. And so I looked up the quote, and it turns out it's a quote from Robert Owen. And it's, all the world is queer, save thee and me, and even thou art a little queer. <laughs> so it's, a, it's pretty close to the original quote. And I always like that, of that idea that we're all crazy. <laughs> there, isn't, there isn't somebody here who's, who's really quote-unquote mentally healthy. And one of my students, they're doing their, working on their final project. And one of my students said, I don't know how much I want to reveal in this because I'm going to show everything I come up with for an idea shows like all my dorkiness. And I said, what's wrong with being a dork? And she said, oh, I said, I'm, I've just embraced my dorkhood. I mean, I'm totally nerdy, dorky art person. Like that's, that's my identity in life. Like I'm cool with that. I said, you don't have to do that. She said, no, that sounds great. Actually just go full dork. And I'm like, yeah, go for it. (laughs) And there's this sort of idea. So what I said to her is there's this idea that everybody's normal and you're not, but it turns out everyone, when you get to know them just a little bit under the surface, they're all weird as crap. Like all of them, everybody is a complete weirdo in some way. You just need to dig a little bit to find it. To me, that's beautiful. To me, that's wonderful that you just need to scratch the surface a little bit of most people and really get to know them, not the parts that they present to the world. Because some people are great at presenting themselves in very toned down, blend with the pack sort of way, or they are people who are are not obviously expressive in some way or keep their mouth shut, or whatever it is that, that they do, that they're that they're going through life comfortably and not seeming weird. <laughs> Whereas I, I've never felt like I could really do that. I'm a little too outspoken, a little too excited about things. And part of being dorky or crazy is being really excited about things and really emotional in some way and really responsive and getting... A, you know, super thrilled about a butterfly, like very like overly excited about it. And suddenly people worry about your mental health. The other reason that crazy is on my mind is that I went to see Crazy Wise last night. It's a film by Philip Borges about just mental health in America and looking at indigenous cultures where they, they approach mental health differently they look at it as if you have voices in your head, you may well have a gift and you may be connecting with something truly spiritual. 
And I, I've wondered that myself, actually. I'm like, how, who am I to say that the voices in somebody's head aren't from some mystic place? Who am I to say that, the, that it's mental illness? I don't want to make light of that because mental illness is serious and there are people who are suffering and struggling and that's, it's not a, they're hearing voices in their head and there's, there's some mystic message to it. There are people who are simply struggling. It, I guess the way the film represented it was that it, you could be from a culture where that wasn't, didn't automatically label you as crazy. Just being a little outside the norm didn't automatically label you be, as being crazy, but that maybe you had special connection. And I thought that was beautiful. I thought that was a kind of beautiful idea. For me, I don't think that most people look at me and think I'm crazy. Or I hope not. I, I think that I pass pretty well most of the time and people <laughs> think that I've got my, my act together. But I've had moments of really being crazy for me. I had a whole stretch of heavy paranoia where I felt followed and was checking all the time to see if I was being followed and looking in my rearview mirror and just things that I knew. I mean, in a very logical sense, I knew no one's following me and why would they? I haven't done anything illegal. But that feeling was really, really, really strong. And it was after, uh, you know, I'd had a couple of deaths and there were things going on in my life. And the way my, I think the way my mind and body reacted to that was what would be considered crazy. And I was not getting special messages from the universe, I'll be honest. I was just feeling really crazy. But at even at the time, I remember telling my mom, I think it's okay if I'm just a little crazy right now. A lot has happened and like, I'm just going to make a little space for that. And if I get into a serious place, I'll get help. But I think that this will pass and I don't want to take medication and I don't want to, I just want to get through this period of grief and come out the other side and see what it looks like then. So I'll just end on a quote from a description of the film and it says, crazy wise adds a voice to the growing conversation that believes a psychological crisis can be an opportunity for growth and potentially transformation, not a disease without a cure. So I invite all of you to just contemplate in your own life if there are people who you consider quote-unquote crazy that maybe the things that they do are not mentally healthy, but that you could still have love and compassion and space for them in your life. That's something that I aspire to and don't always achieve in my own life. Today we have with us in the studio Lauren. Lauren is an intuitive who also has mental health issues. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to the depression session. Hi. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Anything new in your life you want to share with our audience? Well, I've been lately having more of a difficult time than usual. I had um, a number of years ago, I was beaten by a social worker and I've been battling to get my health care because the state of Arizona has this RABA program and it's intertwined with their access and their, their Medicaid and their, their Medicare. And so now I'm where I'm at and I, I am struggling to try to battle to get what I need and I've been lost and there were mistakes that were made and, you know, they just don't want liabilities and so I've lately, they've been pushing harder, restricting things I need more, and 
it's been recently fragmenting me. I'm a very strong person. And so at the moment, I just came from a healing with ISA and trying to use my shamanic uh, intuitiveness to try to strengthen myself while I'm trying to work with the mundane world and the... <laughs> <laughs> and the healthcare system. <laughs> it, it, well, yeah. Yeah. So that's basically today what I'm doing. So today I'm in a better place than I was before, but I've been off and on. I was, I put myself in a hospital about for, I was only there a day, hoping that maybe that could help or... And that was recently the, the yeah, hospital? within the last two weeks. And then I've been mm. sick physically the last in and out of the ERs and a lot of fighting Medicare and just ridiculous and bad experiences. You know, put me in the ER and they put, they're trying to draw blood and my arm went numb and they left me in a chair. I was passing out. Just a lot of very harsh, horrible experiences and it was starting to shut me down. But yeah. I'm trying to... Right now, I'm feeling a little better, and and I have a hard time that what came up in the ISA clearing was that in multiple of my last lives, I guess I was a warrior. I have this real intrusion to military. I don't like war. But in my own personal battles, there's this, like, warrior thing about me, and then my intuitiveness uh, is a whole part that psychology doesn't hit, and when you're a strong strong, intuitive, despite learning the skills that they teach intuitives, which I'm lucky that I've been able to be taught. And I'm and there's things that are popping up. I'm going through some kind of awakening with that. I mean, I'm like, you know, I've had bardos appear. I've had to help spirits. I have people that are upset with me, and it's because partially of what I know about them, but I don't want to know about them. Mm. And That's then, what you mean about being intuitive. Like you can intuit something about someone. I know things about mm-hmm. them that they don't know. and But what's unusual about my personality is, I guess maybe it's a sport, the warrior spirit. I'm very compassionate, but I guess I get annoyed, especially since I've lived in India. And I'm kind of like, I'm still pondering things a lot. But in general, I don't understand forms and I don't understand like the explanations we have. Like from that movie, you, were, you know, you were talking about. And I, I, I maybe it's because I don't like weakness. <laughs> and I don't identify the same. So even within other healers, I don't feel. So what's hard is like, you know, you need a singa, And when you go to India or you go to these people, like, yeah, you feel great. But then they're so far in this place. And then the thing that happens is it's even bigger. And we have to live in this planet. We're on this planet right now. We're on this dimension right now. And I, I can't quite figure out why I can't ever just be engaged in it. I mean, I can, but then when I am, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm engaged or happy or feeling things or whatever, it seems like some outcome happens. Another person is angry at me. They get mad. I lose someone I love. Something happens. So I've been having a lot of pain about that. Yeah. Because I have, like, abandonment issues and I'm not handling it well. And no one wants to be around me. Mm. And then when I'm, a, when I'm alone, I hate being alone. But I I choose to be alone because I don't want to hurt anyone. And even just speaking, whatever, I feel everything so strongly. And it's just, I just don't, I've, 
I've never really found another human on Earth that can pretty much, like, handle me just so I can feel at ease and not feel the pressure of having to alter my energy so that I don't overwhelm them, I don't, the things I know about them, don't freak them out, don't upset them, don't. And I have a lot of resentment about my own needs not being met with other people. People never understand what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing, and I can't ever be weak. Or, And I have a lot of chronic illness, and I've had to face going into surgery and needing to make a decision in the middle of surgery and having people for whatever their effed up problems are, my parents, my family members, whoever, they can't be strong for me, and it hurts a lot. I find that there are very few people who can reciprocate and be there for you. Yeah. And especially, what, especially if you're a strong, yeah. and maybe especially if you're a strong woman. I'm not sure, but I've talked to a number of female friends, and I, yeah. I don't talk to my male friends about this as much. Maybe it just doesn't come up. Mm-hmm. But it that if you are a strong woman, everybody assumes you can just handle everything. You don't need anything, and they can't be there for you when you need something. And the problem is, it's like I feel so much that I don't come across as, like, I I go, these they see, what they see is they see, help me, help me, victim, that's how they see it, and they see I'm so strong, and they think I'm I'm just impervious to people's feelings, but what they don't understand is that, like, well, especially after going to India, I mean, that made it even more, but it's like, we're not supposed to identify to a certain point, you know, we're supposed to just be. And if you're being, you're not identifying. Again, that's the thing about the forms. And so you're talking about, just to be clear for people, like the balance between being really grounded in this world and being really your spiritual self? Or? No, I mean, like when I'm engaging with people, like when you get to know people, you bond over how you see things. Mm. And you, we'll, we'll bond, we'll get along, we'll have great times, but there's always, it's always about a thing of their insecurities or... Mm-hmm the way they see something or whatever. Something happens, you know, because I have a lot of going on because I'm sick, I have 22 chronic illnesses, all this stuff. And then you're, you're, you're maybe, you know, you're, you're in a moment where you can't think so much to put all those layers and barriers to make it comfortable for them. And then you say something that you see so clearly and you just know, but there's a, there's an opposition of like how you how you see things, mm-hmm. and as an American and just as a Westerner, most people identify through their identification of some kind, and it's a layer. And then you build layers, and that's how people feel good. But what I, from what I've learned in my life is that you're not. There are no layers. It doesn't change anything. It's not. It, it just none of it exists. So it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I get it. I identify it. I try to relate where they are. and But yet, because I grew up that way, I still battle with that at times. So when other people's stuff makes me question mine, mm-hmm. and I think too much anyway. So it just, it, it becomes a way that, unfortunately, you can't bond. And then sometimes they mistake things that I say or things they want from me, and I can't. I don't know if they think I'm too cold. I don't. 
know, it just always seems to me that people think things about me that aren't what I think or how I mean it. And on that, that's a perfect note to ask if you would tell us the story of your depression. Yeah, I've had depression since I was little. My mother put me in therapy when I was three. We had just moved from Maine to Maryland. You know, I guess my sister was having a hard time adjusting, and she was screaming in the morning before school, and I was three. My sister was 13, and then I would imitate. And then we were in, I just was honestly either in family therapy or individual therapy my whole life. I just always had sort of sadness, like, I don't know if it was sadness, but just, I always just had something. You know, as an adult, I had health issues. I didn't meet the criteria for what we need, you know, in society. You know, I couldn't keep a job and be successful at it and, and my anxiety not get in the way. I don't know what it is about me, but I just, I'm always, I'm so emotional and it moves, but I'm not bipolar, and I'm not this, and I'm not that. You know what I mean? It's very hard for me to ever just do anything or anything except for travel. But even when I would go from one place to another, once I adjust to the place, then it's I'm thinking, what is this? What does this mean? What is that? What is this? Even my interest in religion and the meaning of life, it it, it just never... It's like an unquenching, I'm never just satisfied. And that's the whole point, right? It's to be satisfied. And I am happier with lots of different people, lots of experiences. I love people around me. I love intimate relationships. I love to be more concerned about them than me. But this weird thing that happens is whenever I'm alone or even when I'm with my partner, I don't know why, but I'll just feel all this stuff, sadness, and in the last few years, it's been negativity, constant thinking. I just don't know why, and I don't know where it comes from. And I already know that when you have bad luck and things that happen, it's because of your past lives and your fruit that you've earned. I mean, like, in India, it's not that bad because everyone has it bad. And you're focused on puja and spirituality. and But honestly, it's kind of a depressing life. To just be, okay, I earned this. I've tried to do the thing where you try, you know, I've become an activist and you try to constantly post things to build awareness. Oh, you know, this thing that's happened to me, I want a bridge. Okay, I was a middle class person. I've gone through this. I want to make it for better for everyone else. But no matter how much you tell people what it's like for someone else or you tell them what you've experienced or you tell them anything, all they hear is complaining in their mind, victim, poor me, these forms that we've created in layers. And if you try to tell them how to not have layers, well, and then the bottom line is, well, Lauren, where's your success? And I don't know what to say to that because there isn't one. It's when I go to the drumming circles and you know, it's not like I walk around and I see things or, you know, it's helped some, but it's also... When we went to Toshida and like there was the German teaching meditation, and he's saying, well, when you realize that this is our yard and then this yard can't be fixed and the yard is the way it is and the yard is going to have all this and, and what it is, when you get to the point when you realize enlightenment, it's depressing as hell and then it will stay like that. And when you get to that point and then you go, okay, 
Because, you know, in the beginning, you know, your therapist or someone brings these mindfulness tools and it's supposed to help you. But at some point, then you see everything as it is. And then it's like, it's not nihilism at all. And it can be beautiful. But in general, it's not lovely. And then you start to question, is this what Jesus says? <laughs> just believe me, right? Or whatever it is, because it's just simpler. And is that why Buddha says, just just believe what you are? Is that why? And in, in honestly, it's really simple and it's boring. And I think if people realize how simple and boring it was, psychology wouldn't even bring meditation into it. So it's kind of like I've been searching like all this time. And it's all a bunch of, you know, there's good, there's bad. There's nothing you can do. It's just there. I don't mean that to sound nihilistic. I just, it's not. And um, I guess you have a whole life of where you just want to believe there's meaning in everything and beauty. And you, at least for me, that's what I like. And I don't know why, but I just can't be satisfied. I want to be. I'm just not. And, and, and so my day is kind of searching, you know, I have pain disorders, so whatever, you know, resting, trying to manage my health. But then I just spend most of the day crying, worrying. It's really feeling bad that I've become this for my friends and missing my family, wishing they were different. It's not good. But even when I was working, even when I had more going on in my life, it was the same. I was always wanting to let my dad know how to let himself have a life and actually be happy and wanting to let my mom know how to not be petty and, and other things, you know, and um, wanting to just feel like I could rely on them and my sister and my family not think I'm my mother and just to finally let these people in my family that have ruined what my grandparents had, trying to fix this break in our family lineage that, to me, it's a, I can't, even, I know it makes no sense, but it's an undying need I have, and they're going to die soon, and now they won't let, they're just so stubborn, they won't let me talk to them. I wanted to take my dad to Burning Man, he won't go. I wanted to let my mom maybe go to a bar or, you know, convince her to take her top off and sit in the living room. Well, my mom would maybe do that, but she wouldn't get anything from it. And my sister, for her to just not criticize somebody putting something in the sink and not doing it right or just being so mad at me for being born. It's like when you're surrounded by completely screwed up people. It's really hard, and if when you get sick, you just can't rely on them, and you spend a lifetime just not wanting to be around craziness. And then, like your quotes, you're like, everyone's crazy. And then there's levels of crazy, and people think, oh, I can be myself. Let's be crazy around her. And then I'm like, it freaks me out because, you know, I've had crazy around me my whole life, and I think that's my problem. I know that sounds weird. It's fun, you know, and something's crazy. I'm, and the thing is, is I'm acting crazier than everyone else. But I don't want to be. But, you know, so Arizona's weird that you can't be that. Like on the East Coast, you're, you know, people are much more accepting. Like my friend 
she's bipolar and you know she, she she goes psychotic sometimes her friends go to the hospital they visit her they they never stop loving her they remind her of who she is so i never had was never as bad as i am here but here people treat you like you're a baboon they they think that you're going to do something to them there's all these energetic people that think that you're going to like do something to them. And the thing is, is they're all chasing their own bull. And they all know that you know they're chasing their bull. But when you say to them, shut up. I don't care if you think you're fat. Get over it. Why don't you have to spend five hours trying to roll over like I did this morning? In their world, you know, they're somewhere else. And they have room to think about some girl over there that has no self-esteem. When your situation is hopeless... All they can do is be mean to you. And that's been a really hard situation. And you draw these people that have dark energy. You just feel like, you know, you're like this thing and you're just trying to find something you can do. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll model, I'll do a fun activity or I'll go, go listen to music. I'll go meet these people. And if you're not light, bright, sparkles and sunshine 24 seven, which is BS then, you know, and I, and I can be sparkles and sunshine very easily too. That's the weird thing, but it's just, I don't know how to explain it. So I don't know. My own depression has isolated me the last couple of years. I've been three years out of a relationship and I fell apart. So right now I'm working on trying to rebuild, um, trying to get what I need for just stabilization and then to just, you know, like with my situation so I can move and leave Arizona and like be somewhere that I'll have better health care. Just trying to balance the mundane world. I want to have good friends and I want to be a good person. And that's about it. Thanks so much for your story. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) I really did a fair amount in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have times when I feel that I might be the only person like me on the planet and not in a good way, not in a, like your special way, but I'm just a different creature completely. Yeah. It, and it gets validated by things that other people say. I've never met anyone like you. There's yeah. no one on the planet like you. You're from another planet. You're an angel. You know, people <laughs> say very nice. complimentary things that actually yeah. say you're just not even human. Yeah. I've had people tell me I'm an alien or I'm an angel. Aww. And that sounds, you know, higher being. Yeah. All of these things that are that are said often by spiritual people who that are meant to be a kindness, but end up making you feel like so I'm not like you at all. Yeah. My thing I feel guilty about is like most people, like they can identify with other people with the same thing. And what happens to me is when they talk about their stuff, I go home and I start getting upset. And then I think about it forever. And then what does it mean? And then sometimes I get mad. And then I like the next day I might get like PTSD symptoms. It depends. Depends on what it is. But I've just had over and over again that happens. So I try to manage picking relationships and picking things. But sometimes I'm not all, I'm, I'm very rarely mean. I'm not mean. You know, when you have a friend that, deeply gets connected to you and then something petty happens and they abandon you for no good reason, I get very angry and it takes me a long time to emotionally get over it. And I can maybe sometimes 
while I'm angry because I have to talk things out. And then by doing that, you're talking it out, but at the same time you're talking it out to that person, you're not respecting their privacy, and sometimes you're totally wrong. Sometimes you don't know, like you're just like mad, and you, you have no, you're unjustifiably mad. Mm-hmm. And you don't really know why that person is doing something, but when an awful lot of people won't communicate, and when they do that, it drives me nuts. And like, and then you have to assume, and I hate assuming, and I can't drop it. That's my biggest problem. I wish I was stupid. I do. <laughs> Oblivious, stupid, and I just go, dirt, dirt, dirt. Oh, what a lovely sunshine. And you know what I mean? And then I could just be oblivious. And so someone would be mad at me, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God, look at that. Look, look at that car over there. And then, you know, you're on to the next thing, and you don't. It would be so much better. On that note, I just want to thank you so much for being on the depression session. Thanks for having me. I feel much better after actually talking. This was nice. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. I want to mention again that if you found some of the content of today's episode triggering, please seek professional help and call 911 if you feel like hurting yourself or others. I'm not a licensed therapist, and this show and the station are not endorsing any remedies or products. The purpose of this show is to destigmatize depression through storytelling. You can find a link to mental health services on downtownradio.org on the About KTDT page. To listen to the podcast, or if you're interested in being on the show, contact us at www.thedepressionsession.com. You've been listening to The Depression Session on Downtown Radio Tucson with music by Septa Helix. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Depression Session Podcast. Thank you.